Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, what's up, my little tiddlywinks? It is Jackie here. I got a quick favor to ask of all of you guys today. Thank you so much for listening over the years, but we do need a little bit of your help. If you could just fill out the survey that's in the description of the show today, or it's also on my Instagram, at jackthatworm, that would be awesome. It's only going to take a few seconds, I swear. All of the information is confidential, and we don't take emails or names. That would help us so much. Thank you guys for everything. Love you, love you, love you. Hit it with page seven. This one goes out to last podcast and to <laughs> one a very handsome man in particular that sent it to me. A one and a two and a rah, rah, Rasputin, lover of the Russian queen. There was a cat that really was gone. Rah, rah, Rasputin, Russia's greatest love machine. It was a shame how he carried on. I have been obsessed also, not just that song, but Boney Mister. I call it Boney Mister. Uh, it's not called Boney Mister. It's just called Boney M. But it's, I, I feel like the M probably stands for Mister, right? I think Boney Mister. Ugh, I hate saying that. I know. <laughs> it's not until you actually say it that you're like, ah, yeah. it tastes bad. Oh yeah, Boney Mister is really truly disgusting. It just makes me think of like looking at a hard dick, just being like, "That's one Boney Mister." That's a Boney Mister. <laughs> you're Boney Mister. <laughs> That's what it makes me think. Mister, you too Boney. Mister, how do you get so Boney? <laughs> Ah! <laughs> I'll start saying cuckoo clock again, I swear. <laughs> Don't do it, Marcus, please. Jackie, I'm cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Oh, no, that's <laughs> much worse. <laughs> <laughs> cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Oh, God, that disgusts me. It really, truly, it's just cuckoo. I, I spend a, a large amount of my morning saying that in the house, and Carolina did not enjoy it. She reacted much the same that both of you did. Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Oh. Uh, well, especially when you posted that thing on Instagram of you just going cuckoo clock. In front of cuckoo the world's lo- largest cuckoo clock. How was your trip, Marcus? It was fantastic. 
we had a fucking like we did like a weird like Jim Jones this is your life tour <laughs> where we went to Lynn Indiana which is his hometown we went to Crete Indiana which is where he was born uh, we went to Richmond Indiana which is where he met Marceline we went to Marceline's grave we went to his father's grave uh, and we also which was this was kind of supposed to be the point of this trip but the guy that offered to give us a tour never actually got back to it got back to us so we just kind of had to drive up to it and wander the grounds illegally uh we went to pause inc the home of garfield (laughs) (laughs) wait so so you didn't get the tour of it were you able to get inside of it no we weren't at all always so you you drive it's this big building this big wandered the perimeter of pausing wandered the perimeter yes it's this big building uh in this tiny tiny town in indiana outside of muncie it's not even in muncie it's outside of muncie uh and it's off of this like two-lane road. Uh, It's really creepy, and it was overcast and kind of misty. So the building kind of looked a little evil because it's just this big brown building but kind of oranges that it kind of reminds you of Garfield just a little bit. Is this like, this is like Graceland, but for Garfield? Pretty much, yeah. It's where all (laughs) the artists, it's where all the artists toil the newest Garfield illustrations and comics every day so we uh did trespass just a little bit and walked around the grounds it was deathly quiet and we could look inside the windows and just see this dimly lit garfield merch but that was about it no like, laughter it. Oh, no laughter. i would have loved to hit that garfield merch oh, oh please no we were supposed to get like a little tour of like the gar the secret garfield merch closet uh-huh. uh, it just didn't work out though you know i think it was like we uh yeah it just like no no hard feelings or anything yet it just it just didn't work out uh but yeah we wandered they had a weird greenhouse in back that had a uh, a garfield uh what do you call those things that like uh tell you which direction the wind is blowing uh-huh yeah like they had one of those so uh, you basically it's like i had a friend in high school who's aunt worked for like M&M Mars and we would get like the reject candies mm-hmm. like that never mm. or like the candies that never made it to the to, to air you know yeah. so you basically wanted to get like the reject Garfield merch and Garfield merch is already kind of the inherent rejection of like all <laughs> merch and uh, so I feel like it's difficult to find good Garfield merch I will yeah. say that I've scoured the internet I mean mm-hmm. you've got and you got some merch already Jackie yeah. Oh, I got some good ones. Yeah. I just imagine that inside that huge building, it's just Jim Davis all alone, just being like, what do I do now? How do I, uh, I can't make fun of big people like Bertha anymore. What do I do? Do I get another power stick? I'm not quite sure. And we went to the James D. Museum. Uh, which is only uh, about like 20 or 30 miles away. And while and the James D. Museum is like super fucking cool. I mean, everything that they have is like a replica. Like it's like, this is a jacket, the James D. Moore replica. Uh, like in really <laughs> yeah, so, That's what I'm saying. He was so young when he died. How did they have anything to have a whole museum dedicated to him? Actually, they had a lot of cool shit. Like they had, because it's in his hometown. Uh, and they had like a bunch of stuff, like stuff, you know, from when he was a kid and things like that. And, you know, he lived a full life in a very quick, you know, in a very quick manner. He he accomplished a lot of shit in a very short period of time. Uh, but while there, I found a pamphlet for the Garfield Trail. 
because <gasps> this entire county, it's so weird. We got two things, James <laughs> Dean and Garfield. And that's it. The they, two polar opposite ends of human experience. <laughs> no, they are both extremely cool. Thank you very much, Molly. Uh, actually, the uh, they did have like a town museum and the sign for the day. And it's closed, it was closed for the winter. We missed so much stuff because like the world's largest cuckoo clock only operates <sighs> from April 1st on. We were there on March 28th. Oh, how sad. No. Yeah. Wait, it. why is it a seasonal thing? I think because the extreme cold might damage the the cuckoo. And then so, uh, so we met also missed like the the town museum by a couple days. But the sign for the town museum, it's got Garfield with his arm around James Dean. Wow! Because James Dean's hometown is also Jim Davis's hometown. That is the merch that I want. I want. Wait, so how far away is all of this from Jim Jones's hometown? Because uh, this, I don't know. Don't trust the state. It was like an hour and a half away. It's this weird corner. It's like it was a, a vacation of Jim's. You know, you got <laughs> Jim, you got Jim Dean, you got Jim Davis, wow. and you got Jim Jones. And again, a really broad spectrum of humanity represented across those three Jameses. You Very know? much. We but we put a lot into this trip. Like we we packed a lot of humanity into this one. Wow. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was pretty it was pretty amazing. I would really love to have a T-shirt with Garfield with his arm around James uh, Dean. That I, is the merch I would I would take. I would love to have grabbed it, but the, you know the the place was closed unfortunately. But the Garfield Trail is that all across this one county in Indiana each town has at least one up to four Garfield statues that you can drive from town to town <laughs> to see each Garfield statue <laughs> unfortunately the all we were in the very southern part of the Garfield trail and most of the Garfield trail was north of us and we had to go south down to where all the Joneses were buried uh, so we were only able to go to Matthews Indiana which has a uh, you can see on my Instagram a very large statue of Garfield fishing he's got the all the tackle he's got the the hat and the you know the vest and all that, but yep. Yeah, and uh, the name of the statue is Gone Fishing. <laughs> I just in my brain that trail is similar to like going through like the wreckage of Stalingrad. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. It's like a monuments of Stalin. Totally. It's just like, ah, what Garfield used to be. Yes, <laughs> it's, it feels very reminiscent of like yeah, the monuments to like the human carnage. You know? Come see what Garfield hath wrought. <laughs> Like when I was uh, studying abroad in in um, the Czech Republic, there was like a whole, like a like a a, a museum that was like an, a basically like a lot, like an outdoor lot with all of the old communist statues mm-hmm. all just there. Yeah, it was like that, but with Garfield. With Garfield, <laughs> <laughs> and all spread out over Indiana. I like that it wasn't just in one place. You have to go all over the place for them. And I imagine that just like in this particular uh, communist statue museum, people just walk around and look at the Garfield statues very somberly. <laughs> And just like little tea claps, you go, oh my God. Oh my God. What a visionary. (laughs) I mean, oh, I love him. And they were all small towns of like a thousand people or less. Like these tiny, tiny little towns. Uh, But this one county in Indiana has claimed, like, they care more about Garfield than they do about James Dean. I mean, it's a weird tourism industry. Yeah, I kind of actually, I'd very much do too. 
One Am has I a allowed to legacy. say that? I think, right? Well, I think we're, yeah, I think we're allowed to say that. J- Garfield has definitely had a larger impact on my life than James Dean has. I think it's kind of a quantity versus quality issue. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. There's a larger breadth of work with Garfield. Only three movies is with James <laughs> Dean. I would, I'm going to say higher quality than the entire breadth of Garfield's work. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know. Those early strips are pretty funny. <laughs> it makes me think of the fact that I just found out uh, not too long ago that David Hasselhoff is the mayor of a town in Southern California called Funner. <laughs> and there's nothing else going on in this town, but everyone's just like, but David Hasselhoff is the mayor of Funner. Doesn't live there. There's nothing. It's like, I think they just have like a tiny museum dedicated to him. I believe they have like rides dedicated to him. But other than that, it's just who, who the fuck knows why. Wait, have you guys, have we ever talked on this show about David Hasselhoff's music video, Jump in My Car? I think we have. Okay, good. Because I can't hear his name without watching that video, so we don't have to do it now, but everybody should seek out David Hasselhoff's video, Jump in My Car, as well as his music video, Hooked on a Feeling. I think we did actually watch the entire video for Jump in My Car. Good. <laughs> yeah, because it's my I'm fairly religion. short. All right, good. Yeah. And the one really, co- like, I didn't get any... Uh, Really wasn't able to get any Garfield T-shirts, which really bummed me out. That was the one thing that I really wanted was some quality Garfield merch. But one fun thing that I did get at this vintage toy shop, like in some small town in Indiana that had so many cool toys, I got a 12-inch tall John Travolta doll. Wow. John Travolta. <laughs> what is it? Um, does it? Please, please, please tell me that it says things. Does it say things? No, it doesn't say anything. It's just a doll. What? What era, John Travolta? Oh, seventies John Travolta. Oh, okay. Like, we're, but it's like it's a like Saturday cute, Night Fever. It's cute, John Travolta. It's not disco, John Travolta. It's just like regular, uh, non-threatening John Travolta. Original in box. It's not. It's a shame that it's not John Travolta. Travolta, like from Michael, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would Michael buy the fuck out of that. Oh god, I would so buy a fucking Michael action figure with a, like a double like blister pack of Michael and John Travolta from Phenomenon. Uh-huh, yeah, it's like which one is name. which? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so is this a cloth doll or is it like a GI Joe? It's like a Ken doll. Great. Yeah, and in Ooh. fact, it it says on uh, the box that the clothes are interchangeable with both Ken dolls and Donny Osmond dolls. Oh, wow. good for all those Donny Osmond dolls you got just burning a hole in your pocket. I have all these Donny Osmond clothes sitting around. It's in like, and it's a very creepy artifact. Like, it's a very creepy little doll. Like the the box because it's just it's got a picture just as John Travolta in big letters, and it's got a big picture of John Travolta on the front and a bigger one on the back. Uh, and it's it's soulless. It Man. feels like it, there could be something inside of it. The only Ken doll that I ever owned would have been perfect to take his clothes and put it on this genre, though, because I had like a mysteriously gay Ken doll that had like a like a gold mesh um, belly shirt <laughs> that Ooh. went down to his ha- about halfway down his abs, and then like he had like ha- lime green hot pants. That is, I don't <gasps> think that's a mysterious gayness at all. Just an over. I think gayness. that's a blatant. Gayness. I think it's just Kendall. <laughs> <laughs> just a super gay Kendall, mm-hmm. and that those clothes would look great on Jantra. Just kind of like have him embrace himself, you know. I mean, he's at, well. He's got removable boots, uh, pinstripe pants, and a turtleneck. 
Oh my god, that's amazing. I mean, technically, I never made. It's like I didn't have too many Barbie dolls, but the ones I had, they were never fucking Ken. They always fucked like Skipper. Yeah, they know? always <laughs> fucked each other. I think that's illegal to do, but right? Is Skipper a kid? Yes. Yeah, Skipper's like sixteen, I think. Well, you know, underage dolls <laughs> and i had dolls. a todd it's dolls. It's dolls. i uh but i never really had too many of them are you but the real question is marcus are you going to take the doll out of the box i already did yeah you but I kept, yes! I, I kept i kept i did take it out of the box i think i'm gonna put it back in the box for display purposes because it looks better with the full display yeah uh, because when you take it out of the box it's just kind of this out of context, it doesn't <laughs> really look that much like John Travolta. When you put it in the box, you're like, oh, yeah, that's John Travolta. But when you take it out, it's just like a doll of like a weird guy from the 70s. Uh-huh. <laughs> Did he have fun shoes on, though? He's got boots. Yeah, yeah. Great. He's got like cowboy boots on. You, you Man, I'm going to find you some awesome clothes to dress him up in, though. <laughs> I'm going to get some Donny Osmond clothes, and I'm going to send him your way. Jackie, did you, ever, did you ever have a Todd doll? No, who's Did anyone Todd? have a Todd? Todd was like an 11-year-old boy. There was Skipper, who was like a teenage girl, and then there was Todd, and Todd was like a child, and uh, he was a boy, and he was a kid, and he was like Barbie's not son, I don't think, because she had like infant babies. Younger twin. Younger twin. Oh, no, younger twin sibling. <laughs> younger. So, sorry, it was Todd. <laughs> <laughs> like, that doesn't. I mean, I know we discussed the um, the prequel to twins or the sequel to twins, but I don't think that's how it works, Mark. Todd was an embryo that petrified in Barbie's mother's uterus. <laughs> and then burst forth years later. <laughs> uh, Todd- just ruminating in that womb, you know? Maybe it just made him stronger, better, faster, which good on Todd. Todd was uh, the s- twin sibling of Tootie. Really? How did you get a hold of these? They discontinued them in 1971. To- really, Todd? <laughs> I had a new Todd. He was dressed like it was the 90s and everything. And there was uh, no Tootie. Reintroduced in 1991 as part of the wedding party for Barbie's best friend, Midge. Oh. Midge was a name I never got behind. I could yeah. never get the- behind the name Midge. Yeah, I have a, a cat friend whose name is Midge, and it's a great name for a cat, but not the best name for a human. Wait, yeah. does cat friend that you mean an actual cat? An actual cat. I thought you were just describing someone as a cat friend. It's like, <laughs> I don't know if I want to be around your cat friends. Like, oh, you don't get near her, though she scratches. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's a cat. I just consider her my good friend. <laughs> well, Todd was reintroduced in 1991 in both white and black. Black Todd. Yeah, so you get Black Todd. You get Black Todd, you can get White Todd. I have, I have White Todd. <laughs> <laughs> but they dropped him, unfortunately, both Black and White Todd. Uh, let's see here. Todd was dropped from the Barbie line and was not brought back with Stacy when she reappeared in the We Three Friends series. Yes, I remember Stacy. See, a lot of this had to do with my own kind of um, gender dysphoria, and I really wanted a boy doll. And so I was like, fuck all these Barbies. I want a boy doll. And so Todd was like my favorite Barbie. <laughs> he was a <laughs> little boy wearing acid wash jeans and like a black windbreaker, and I loved him. <laughs> I mean, he sounds like a blast. I never really had any of those things. I just mostly did surgery on them, so I would just rip them apart like a little fucking psychopath. <laughs> no, I used to do that with my Ninja Turtles, that I'd take them apart and then reassemble them with like different arms and legs. There was those yeah. kids. Yeah. And like what are the shark tails ones? Like the the ones that had sharks, uh, shark heads? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shark, sharks, street sharks. Street sharks. Those were usually the doctors because I figure if I was going to (laughs) trust anyone, it was going to be a shark. 
Oh, wow. You get a Tracy and Todd wedding from 1983. Wait a second. Weren't they siblings? Todd no, Tootie. <laughs> yes. Tootie. <laughs> Todd's like, I can't date my sister Tootie, but I do like to date people who have names very similar to hers. Can't date her anymore. Not ever since mom walked in. <laughs> Not since she died in the 70s, actually. And Todd was reincarnated without her in the 90s. Poor Todd. Phantom twin. <laughs> He was he was given a black twin, Todd, Todd too, but he always wonders why he feels like he's l- missing a sister. Oh, I found a, I found a Todd for you on, on eBay, Molly. Oh, there's Todd. Oh, oh, does he have the acid wash jeans? Too? No, th- this Todd has plaid pants, but that's definitely his face and his hair. Actually, that's a new Todd outfit. So apparently, there's someone out there making new outfits for Todd. Wow. <laughs> well, oh, you don't want Todd. him to be naked and or out of fashion. Mm-mm. No. no, you don't. No, no you, you got to update. Yeah, that Todd was actually much more fashionable than mine. Although my Todd, now that we're in this 90s revival, my Todd probably would be pretty fashionable, you know. Yeah, I think you could probably get some good money for your Todd. Yeah. Molly, are you re- uh, utilizing any 90s fashion for your pregnant body? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I have not been utilizing any fashion for my pregnant body. I have been... Uh, just just really stretching, pushing the limits of the T-shirts that I've already owned for a long time and wearing my husband's T-shirts. And um, and I bought like two maternity T-shirts and I was like, this is bullshit. I only have two months left. I'm just going <laughs> to tough it out. But those two months are going to be long. I mean, that's when it's going to be the hardest to tough it out. Oh, oh yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, it is. Every week is different. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely say that. Yeah. So I think I might have to buckle and actually... Um, Buy some shit, but if you can point me towards like a '90s flashback maternity line, then crop that's what tops. I'll do. It's perfect for maternity. You wear them afterwards, beforehand. You let the belly, you bet the let the belly just hang right out. I do. You need, own it. I do need uh, something that I would like to buy something I could wear afterwards. So maybe I should get some crop tops. I think you should definitely look up 90s maternity on Etsy. Yeah. Do you want some bib overalls? Ooh. Some maternity overalls? Ooh. I don't. <laughs> I think you do. I think you need to have them. Just, I'm like, worried for you. They're like, let's think of the clothing item that will accentuate your belly the most <laughs> and really put it front and center. This child Yeah, but then you can it. cinch them up afterwards, you know? Can I, or am I just going to have overalls with a big floppy belly? Hmm. I don't really know how overalls work. I've I've got a long waist. I can't imagine. I've, overalls just pooch up into my vagines. Yeah, overalls are going to... I'm going to look like an overgrown child in overalls. This is why I won't wear rompers. Like You've got to have a, <laughs> a long, stretched out, very feminine body, I think, to look... I mean, you can wear a romper with any any body type you have. I don't mean to be a body shamey, but I feel like my fear, if I wear a romper, is I'm going to look like a, a child. Yeah. And if I wear overalls, and especially now with my pregnant belly, I'm just going to look like a... Like a overfed, like like I like not even overfed. Like I just ate. Like how after you know how kids, little kids when they eat, they have their little belly. Mm-hmm. That's how I'm gonna look. Like a snake. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did find you a sequined maternity dress. That one is actually pretty good. It's color block, which is very '90s. It does have a lot of sequins and shapes. There's a star on it, just right in the middle. In the not in the middle, but just not even centered at all for no reason. <laughs> Yeah, this is what I should do. I should get some fun, 
some fun weird stuff. Just have fun with it. Yeah, I should have, have some fun, fun with it. it. Go for you, girl. Well, Go Jackie, for you. do you remember the the t-shirt that I sent you that was a maternity t-shirt? I sent I didn't send you the actual shirt, but I sent you the image that said uh and to think I almost swallowed you. <laughs> Which truly <laughs> disgusting. And it's like, I'm not disgusted by much, but that's like, come on, you got a baby inside you. Also, is that how you get pregnant? I don't think it is. I know. It also makes it sound, it sounds like you swallowed the embryo, not swallowed the cum. It took me a while of thinking about it to get it. It took me a little bit to think, like I was thinking about it and I was thinking, it's like, what are you saying? Like you ate the baby? Like... <laughs> Like you put the baby in your mouth and you ch- like, I'm so glad I just swallowed you. And then it's like, oh no, it just was almost a bead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is which is not as fun as it seems like for a t-shirt. Yeah, it's not fun. No. It's really yeah. gross. Really gross. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> want this shirt just to wear as a non-pregnant woman. <laughs> Actually, as a non-pregnant woman, it's a pretty badass shirt. Right? <laughs> I think it's really fun. <laughs> I feel like because then you like look down the barrel of a dude's eyes and be like, a good swallow. <laughs> right. The you is ambiguous if you're not pregnant. So it's like, who who could you have almost swallowed? <laughs> it just makes me think of Anaconda with the with the ephemeral J-Lo. You know, it's like mm. think of how much that Anaconda had to unhinge its jaws. Mm. But it got those people down there. But it was glad he swallowed them. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. That's the only difference you. between me and the Anacondita. <laughs> I'm gonna send you that actual shirt. <laughs> Please do. I mean, speaking of somebody that could be swallowed by an anaconda, Vern Troyer's in the hospital. He's in trouble again. Why is he in the hospital? Alcohol. Oh. But technically, I guess he was screaming. He had a lot of suicidal tendencies, and um, he ended up. They put him into the uh, the boozy loony bin. But I think he's been in the boozy loony bin a lot. I was reading about a particular time that I guess he were, he is a sex addict, and um, he had a he's had a lot of orgies over the years. One um, in particular that he all he had an all night five in a bed romp with three Playboy bunnies and a pal at the Playboy Mansion in two thousand five. Good for him, huh? That's something. I think <laughs> that he's very um. Uh, sexually aggressive towards women because I think that people think that it's like, oh, he's a little person. He can't be scary. But it's like, I don't think he can. <laughs> but <laughs> not that I, you know, I love me a great, you know, get in my belly reference. <laughs> I don't especially care about Vern Troyer. However, what did pique my interest is that he's uh, he's got a new movie coming out. And Marcus, this is specifically for you. Mm. The name of the movie is called Hipsters, Gangsters, Aliens, and Geeks. Ooh. And the short bio of it is, out-of-work actor stumbles upon a key to the universe and is drawn into intergalactic war between clowns and aliens. It's like an app. This sounds like an app. You know, like, it sounds like zombies versus plants or whatever, you know? This is is how the youth like things now. And Vern Troyer stars as Emperor Beezlechug. He is a clown. And it looks very scary. He is a clown emperor. But also on top of it, Marcus, it is written and directed by Richard Elfman from Oingo Boingo. Oh, my God. Yeah, right? That also did Forbidden Zone. Oh. Ah. Oh. (laughs) Is that a good noise or a bad noise? It's a great noise. Yeah, because he hasn't really done anything since then. 
Oh. No, that's why I was so excited to tell you about this because when I first looked it up, I was like, what the fuck is this movie? So, Molly, just to keep you updated. So, uh, Richard Elfman is Danny Elfman's brother. Okay. And he's like, he's been working in the biz for a long time, but he made this movie a long time ago called Forbidden Zone because Danny Elfman and Richard Elfman were in a band called Oingo Boingo, which is real weird and for some reason like henry and i used to watch forbidden zone over and over and over again when we were in high school right marcus you did the same thing i imagine i didn't see forbidden zone until long after oh really i don't know why we it was all those like little titty girls (laughs) henry and i watched it too much no you guys were the ones that told me about it oh i mean it's fantastic Molly, don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> now, Oingo Boingo is fucking amazing and highly underrated. I really? Think. Yeah, 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 yeah. They did say there was one song that was satire that does not necessarily sound like satire, but is somewhat uh, relevant today. It's a song called Little Girls, and it's about uh, like Hollywood producers like snatching up young girls, but it does not sound like... It is from the perspective of the Hollywood producer, which was what Danny Elfman's, uh, that's what he tried to do. Uh, but no, the, what is it? The chorus is just, I love little girls. They make me feel so good. I love little girls. They make me feel so bad. When they're around, I feel like the I'm the only guy in town. And it's probably the catchiest song Oingo Boingo ever made. But since it kind of sounds like it's pro-pedophilia just a little bit, never really caught on. Uh-huh. But but it's but it's supposed to have a uh, the opposite message. Opposite just message, come, yes. Come through. Did not come through all that well. Mm-hmm. Actually, also weird tie-in. So Bodie Elfman, who is uh, Richard Elfman's son, is the lead in it alongside Vern Troyer. But then he was married. He's currently married to Jenna Elfman. That's an interesting thing, right? Ah, double Elfman's. Is she? When does that ever happen? Is Jenna Elfman? <laughs> Jenna Elfman's not related to Danny Elfman's clan, is she? No. no. Or is she? Interesting. Oh wait, so Bodie Elfman? Does that mean that Bodie Elfman is a Scientologist? Because isn't Jenna Elfman a big Scientologist? I Maybe think that's how so. they met, and then they were like, "It's meant to be. We're the Elfman Elfmans." <laughs> I would so definitely hyphenate weird. if I married somebody with but my same last name. Also, I'm going to go ahead and throw another weird on top of this. I was at this, my favorite hot dog place in the neighborhood the other day. I'm eating a hot dog. And the guy who runs the hot dog place, who is amazing, um, Marcus, you're going to be in town this weekend and we are going to this fucking hot dog place. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's going to be fantastic. And his name is Big Willie and he's an older dude and he loves making hot dogs and he's had this place for forever and ever. And he came over and I can't remember exactly what he said, but he handed the hot dog over and had a quote. Uh, he said a quote for a movie, and he's like, if you can name the movie, like he's like, I will love you forever. And I was like, give me a hint. And he started talking about a Richard Dreyfus movie from the 90s, and he's given other hints. And the dude that I was with was like, wait a second, are you talking about Krippendorf's tribe? <laughs> so he quoted Krippendorf's tribe to the two of us. And now we're talking about Jen Elfman. It all comes back round in a circle, guys. But also, do you remember Krippendorf's tribe? Wow, I see. This is this, this is a really Hollywood story. This is like a real L.A. story. Like I imagine the strangers coming up to each other and quoting movies all the time. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, I know that movie. I barely remember Krippendorf's tribe. 
he like it's a movie that can't be made now because it's like he's an anthropologist and i think that he like creates a tribe in his backyard uh-huh. to like like raise money or something so he like basically paints his children a different color oh jesus to, he's doing it to cover up his uh, to cover up his misuse of grant monkeys wow so he's got monkeys <laughs> and he's been bad with the monkeys <laughs> so he has to create a tribe to justify how he's being bad to the monkeys. You know, sometimes it's good that the 90s are in the past. <laughs> <laughs> this is 98. This is late, late 90s. 90s. <laughs> oh, well. And I, I, remember the, I remember the cover of the blockbuster. I know I've seen it multiple times for some reason. I think it's just because my mother was obsessed with Dharma and Greg, which, fair. You know what? I loved it, too. But um, now I kind of want to watch Krippendorf's Tribe again. Oof. Jesus, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> I the, just showed her the cover. Oh, the cover is bad. <laughs> Ooh. Don't you remember it from Blockbuster, though? Very much so, yeah. He's discovered the wildest tribe in his own backyard. That is, like, I remember an episode, like, I used to watch a lot of um, Our Gang Little Rascals shorts mm-hmm. when I was young. Oh, yeah. And they had, like, a kind of reoccurring bit of the man from Borneo. And it, this was the 1920s, and it was really racist. <laughs> and they had, like, a beast, right? Like a... Beast man from Southeast Asia, I guess. I don't know where Borneo was supposed to be. I'm not. I'm, I'm not I have no idea. But he was like a beastly brown man who wore like tribal stuff. And I w- watched it as a kid. And my parents were just like, "You should know that this is like not ideal representation of how <laughs> things should." And I feel like that's like seeing that cover from 1998 is like the same imagery from the fucking 19, you know, 28 shit that I was watching when I was a little kid. I I'm really trying to figure out what the plot of this movie is. <laughs> I don't I don't know. Natasha Leone's in it. Lily Tomlin's in it. Yeah, oh, Lily Tomlin. What are you thinking? Stephen Root's in it. Mila Kunis. Mila Kunis. Natasha <laughs> Leone is in it. <laughs> wow. I um I I now that's what I'm saying. It's like I kind of want to watch it now. Does that make me a bad person? No. You as long as you don't <laughs> watch it and like think it's think it's not racist then you're not a bad person <laughs> thank you <laughs> if you thank watch you. it and you're I like mean, this is accurate then that would be bad good on him look at him go <laughs> and also found out that yes jenna elfman is a scientologist but her she took bodie elfman's name and bodie elfman was the one that introduced her to scientology what? Yeah. Yeah, she wasn't always like Jenna Elfman. Elfman is not her maiden name. So she's been married oh. to Bodie Elfman for a long time. Since 95. Wow, then when was Dharma and Greg? Like 98, 99. Wow. I always get this is going to be an embarrassing confession on a show where everybody knows pop culture things, but I always get Dharma and Greg mixed up with Will and Grace. Yeah. Okay, thank God. I'm not the only one. The only yeah, reason why I love Dharma and Greg more is because they had a dog, and then the dog had a dog, and I love that. And I love that she would go with her best friend and go to all like to malls and things like that. They would pretend to be different characters, and they would get into zany situations. <laughs> is it just like straight Will and Grace? Is it just like a guy and a girl are friends? A free-spirited yoga instructor finds true love in a conservative lawyer, and they get married on their first date. Though they're polar opposites, her need of stability is fulfilled with him, and his need of optimism is fulfilled with her. Oh, so there's no conflict. It just works out? No, there's conflict no. because she's really wacky and he's so straight-laced. I see. 
But it's they Thomas gotta, Gibson. He's got the face. I mean, he's got the face of a lawyer. He doesn't look like fun. No, not at all. I can't remember why is it that they had like they had to stay married for some reason, right? I think I thought it was just out of sheer like we're gonna make this work, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. That is, they just want we're gonna make we're gonna make this work. And they both had parents, and one side was conservative, and the other side was liberal, and it was crazy. And they had so many fights. A lot of concepts were greenlighted in the '90s for sitcoms. I mean, this was a huge hit. I watched the shit out of it, but mostly, again, because the dog had a dog, and I thought that was the cutest <laughs> thing of all time. Yeah. Had five seasons, aired from 97 to 2001. Wow. That's prime years for us watching TV, too. That was like time when it's like, well, what the fuck else am I going to do at night? I'm just going to watch Dharma and Greg. May mm-hmm. as well. See, I was a must-see TV Thursdays type of gal. I did Friends, Seinfeld, and ER. I was a Thursday. I was also of the same ilk. Yeah. Oh man! And whatever they have, whatever crap they happen to put in between Friends and Seinfeld. Yeah, I don't even remember what came between Friends. And- I think I did my homework between Friends and Seinfeld. They always switched it up. Sometimes it was Suddenly Susan. Oh yeah, I remember <laughs> Suddenly Susan. I loved Suddenly Susan. I loved. Sud- oh wait, what's the other one that they're bringing back with? Um, Candace. Oh, uh, Murphy, Murphy Brown. Brown. Why are they bringing back Murphy? Brown. She's a professional woman, Jackie. It's topical. <laughs> Women are having a moment. I think. I think that's why they're bringing her back. Is that what? Did you guys watch Murphy Brown? No. My my main interest in Murphy Brown was the fact that she is the child of the famous ventriloquist Edgar Bergen, <laughs> who did. Wait! 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 What? <laughs> uh, the biggest nerd I know. That's, that's correct. This episode, he I got knows to do a my. Lot of them. I got to do my uh, Little Rascals reference and my Edgar Bergen reference. Uh, the very famous, the, the dummy that everybody knows is like a haunted dummy. Before he wasn't haunted, what was his name? Charlie McCarthy, uh-huh. like from uh, Goosebumps. Yeah, like that dummy, but not a haunted version. Just like a straightforward, regular version with, with the freckles and the buck teeth. Yeah, uh, oh. no, no, that's that's Howdy Doody. This is, I think. <laughs> oh that, my God, Molly! Charlie McCarthy is wearing a suit and he's got a monocle and a top hat. He's like ah, a he's like a dandy, and yes. Edgar Bergen was his ventriloquist, and Candace Bergen oh. is his daughter. <laughs> Fun fact. Wait, so how does this tie in with the Little Rascals? Doesn't except that I was <laughs> exclusively interested in, in pop culture from like 1930 and earlier, um, but uh, but but it ties in with Candace Bergen because I was like <laughs> Murphy Brown is Edgar Bergen's daughter, a famous ventriloquist. What do you know about Mortimer Snurd? Um, oh God! <laughs> I actually Ugh. don't know anything beyond Mortimer Snurd's name. All right, all right, yeah, yeah, because Mortimer Snurd was the other famous doll that uh, Edgar Bergen uh, toured around with, Charlie McCarthy and Mortimer Snurd. See, I had a Charlie McCarthy ah. myself, so that's how I know more about Charlie McCarthy. Wait, so Charlie McCarthy is a puppet? puppet. He's a puppet. <laughs> <laughs> and Mortimer Snurd is also a another puppet. puppet. Another puppet. puppet. Okay. Does he have? Okay. Yeah, n- neither one has their own Wikipedia page, though. Charlie McCarthy's cute. He's a, he's a little man. He's a little dressed up man. How did you watch just... this? This was on in 1949. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a time traveler. I love traveler. you so much. <laughs> Why? <laughs> um, wait, did you have other puppets? Oh, yeah. Well, I was... I mean, 
Why that have we? Was, we have never discussed your puppet ownership, by the way. Uh, yeah, we never have. And also, by the way, even he did, like not only was that show on in 1949, Edgar Bergen died in 1978. <laughs> <laughs> I love you so much. Uh, I have three puppets currently displayed in my bedroom, two of which I made. Um, and what I, are their names, Molly? Please, de- please describe them. Well, I did a puppet. Independent study in the Czech Republic. And wait, wait, wait. <laughs> what? So they have That's Czech why you names. were in the Czech Republic? I was in the Czech Republic to study abroad, but whilst there, I did a puppetry study. <laughs> that wasn't the only. You didn't go specifically to the Czech Republic to study puppet making no you? they i went for a program <laughs> called art and social change about art and resistance under communism and so your focus w- but is it fair puppetry. to say your po- focus was puppetry <laughs> absolutely fair <laughs> <laughs> that's what my transcript says <laughs> so how does eastern european puppetry uh differ from you know western puppetry Please. well for one thing it's widely accepted unlike here <laughs> <laughs> we're not laughing at you, Molly. We're laughing with you we're just because I'm you. horrified of puppets. Uh, there's a lot of marionettes, I'd say, is the main difference. Uh, there's like marionette theaters, like around mm-hmm. around Prague, um, and but yeah, I mean, my main entry into puppetry was the Muppets, which is normal. And yes. uh, so I like, I really, liked, I had a book called Muppets Make Puppets, and so I made a lot of my own puppets. And well, that was my entryway. Uh, actually, uh, Ed Bergen was in uh, the Muppet movie as himself. Yes, yes, totally. Oh. Yeah, but his last movie before that was Wonton Ton, the dog who saved Hollywood. <laughs> in, 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 <laughs> In what year? Probably the fifties, right? No, seventy six. Oh, seventy six. He started his professor. <laughs> he started his professor quicksand. <laughs> I mean, it's worth watching some old videos of Edgar Bergen with Charlie McCarthy. He's an amazing ventriloquist. It's cool. Well, Wonton Ton, the dog who saved Hollywood. It's got Bruce Stern, Madeline Kahn, Terry Gar, and Art Carney. Whoa. Oh, Art Carney from um, the Honeymooners. Oh, it's a it's a it's a Rin Tin Tin spoof. It's a spoof. Oh, okay. At yeah. least that makes more sense. <laughs> I mean, the man had a sense of humor. The people think puppet puppeteer is taken very seriously. Uh, you know, I mean, it was a bit. You know, it was a, it was humor. It was only he only had like a cameo. Wow, there's a lot of cameos in this movie. You had uh, let's see, Henny Youngman. Rory Calhoun, <laughs> Rhonda Fleming, Dean Stockwell was in this movie. Just, uh, Man, we gotta watch Wonton Tom. <laughs> Victor Mature, Jojo Gabor. Wow. Doodles Weaver. <laughs> oh, don't even get me started on Doodles Weaver. <laughs> Ooh, Pedro Gonzalez Gonzalez. Doodles Double Weaver. Gonzalez? Where do I know that Doodles his... Weaver from? I'm sorry, Molly. I'm very interested in your puppet tree what are the so what are the other puppets then uh the other ones in my room Uh Mm -hmm. i have a hand puppet that i made and i have a marionette that i made and then i have a mozart marionette that i bought um and yes i was very uh you know I, i i the muppets make puppets book was much more like um like crafty like you know sock puppets and um shoebox puppets and whatnot and but in the Czech Republic I was I had a like a a puppeteer who taught me how to really make actual puppets and so I had like the hand puppet is like paper mache has like a paper mache head with 
paper mache hands and and like a sewn body and all that mm-hmm. and then the 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 marionette is like sculpted out of clay and it has a wooden body with joints and everything it's a real thing i <laughs> have known you for what 9 years at this point <laughs> how do i how did i not know this Molly? we spent so much time together yeah, i've also this is the first time i've ever seen you like nervous when you're talking about <laughs> something be proud be proud of your puppetry i guess that's it. that's there's your answer though I think that I just, even though I was, you know, performing uh, on stage in New York City for a long time, I buried the puppetry part of myself. Perhaps that, perhaps my my public life would have gone a different way if I had busted out the puppets right from the beginning, you know? And, and now you can pass your love of puppetry on to your child. Oh, yes. That is... <laughs> oh, no. You're going to scare the shit out of that kid with puppets, man. <laughs> That's the plan. I hope that my displayed puppets uh, become ingrained in the child's mind. Yeah, when that kid's, like, 19 and, like, writing, like, their first, like, creative short story, they're going to work in one of mom's puppets <laughs> as, oh, like, sure. a nightmare imagery. <laughs> when, I was a, when I was a kid, my mom was really into puppets. <laughs> <laughs> I think puppets less creepy than doll collections. D- puppet collections are less creepy than doll collections. Plus, you can hang them from the ceiling and they take up less room. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It does. I think it might scare me even more just because I imagine they're just going to start talking to me at some point and <laughs> I'm going to get really fucking freaked out. Well, and there is the whole haunted marionette. I mean, haunted um, uh, ventriloquist dummy thing from Goosebumps. Yeah. It's really kind of put... Uh, a bad image of ventriloquism into all of our heads who are of that generation. Also, honestly, t- personally, watching so- a ventriloquist is also horrifying because anyone that can throw their voice like that, um, it's got he's got to be like a, like a murderer or something, right? <laughs> it's a bit uncanny. Can't trust him. Can't trust him. It is yeah. like you know, if you watch videos of Edgar Bergen, it is. It's it's. I'm not gonna say it's not creepy. <laughs> it's amazing and cool, but also I think borderline creepy. I really want to watch Wonton Tom the Dog. <laughs> I feel like we should, maybe when you're in town, Marcus, maybe we should all watch it together. I like that idea. <laughs> well, I just want everyone to know that, that Candace Bergen, not necessarily the most talented Bergen. No. Ed- Edgar. <laughs> Thank you for bringing down the Thor hammer, Molly. We needed you. We needed you. Here to preach the gospel of Edgar. <laughs> all right, it's time for the list. Oh, who's on the list? Marcus, gotta have, have that, that list. list. Man, we didn't get to so much. We were just, man, I, we went on a puppet roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, Jesus Christ Superstar, but, but you know, you Oh, were Jesus Christ Superstar, fuck. Maybe That's we could right. talk. Actually, the list this week is kind of crappy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like, you know, celebrities who are Roman Catholics. Do you want to just talk about Jesus Christ Superstar instead? We can do and it in also, list format. And also, the blind items were really awful this week as well. Like, I've just got one thing about, like, Puff Daddy having to go to Dubai to, like, pay a debt. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not going to enjoy how he's going to have to pay it. Yeah, maybe we can buck buck tradition and talk a little bit about Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah, so you already sang the song. Now it's like, time for Blind Items. Oh, oh we can't, we can't see, see them. All right, you guys talk about Jesus Christ Superstar. This Which, is, these are not blind. These are out <laughs> in the open. Which R&B singer who's married to a sassy Twitter personality played our Lord and Savior in a live televised musical event on Sunday night, which was so good. Oh my God! They have 
nailed the format of live musicals on TV. We were there at the beginning when it was Peter Pan Live and it was <laughs> trash. And now they have come full circle to having it be perfect and flawless. So, Molly, you were a fan of Jesus Christ Superstar before this, yes? You know, I was. I, I had seen the movie and I like all Andrew Lloyd Webber musicals, so I wouldn't say that I was like a fan in the sense that I could have given you like a total synopsis of everything that happens, but I was familiar with the biggest hits, familiar with the music, and had seen the totally weird 70s movie. All I know from Jesus Christ Superstar, and I actually don't even know if this is an actual song from Jesus Christ Superstar, but I just, uh, like, just always think, Jesus Christ Superstar. That's the song. Okay, that's in there, baby. That's the actual song. Are you think there, or do you think you're what they say you are? Yeah, that's this. That's Jesus like Jesus Christ. The, yeah, superstar. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, the okay. <laughs> that's the song. The other, there's, there's a lot of good songs. Uh, one of them is I Don't Know How to Love Him, which is a song about Mary Magdalene singing about how she has a crush on Jesus. Oh, that's sweet. Very sweet. Yeah, but they also really bring up how she was such a hoe in yeah, that song. Yeah, in that though. song, she's like, I've been with many men in many <laughs> But I really ways. like this one for some fucking reason. Yeah, I can't explain. how I don't know how to have a crush on Jesus, basically. And then there's a lot of songs by, like, basically the main character is Judas. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, of course, is, you know, is, betrays him. Um, but it's like a it's not giving away a spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> yeah, whoa, Judas, please, come on. Judas I haven't Jesus. seen it. But um, the whole play is kind of about the complicated friendship of Judas and Jesus and uh. kind of what what leads Judas to, to, to be like, Jesus is... Jesus has this out of control and he's worried that Jesus is like going against the Roman Empire so much that the Roman Empire is going to backlash and hurt all of the Jewish people Ah. and so he's like Jesus is too big he's got to be stopped and Judas was played by Brandon V. Dixon is his name I think who plays Aaron Burr in Hamilton Ah. and is sexy did you see him Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. People, people on Twitter were calling him Leather Daddy Judas, <laughs> uh, which, which is yes, accurate. please, of course, Judas should be a leather daddy. Yeah, honestly, Judas is the sexiest one. Yes, right? yes, Judas is a million times sexier than Jesus. Yeah. And uh, and and people on Twitter are also making a lot of jokes about how Jesus, aka John Legend, was wearing like the Kanye Yeezy fashion line. Yeah, I saw some pictures. He did seem to be a little Yeezy. It was very Yeezy. Um, and then. Uh... The, Did you I, see the repertoire back and forth between Bill O'Reilly and Christy Teigen, though? We're going to get into the Christy Teigen stuff. But Bill O'Reilly tweeted, Watching JC Superstar on NBC, who knew Jesus of Nazareth ran a tattoo parlor? Jeez. And then to, uh, to retort, Christy Teigen said, Yeah, the shop specializes in cover-ups that aren't $32 million. And like at the, like, because I guess he had to um, pay off somebody that threatened to sue him for alleged sexual misconduct. Yeah, that was. <laughs> That's a banger. Also, so what's so funny about Bill O'Reilly tweeting about Jesus Christ Superstar is he's like, well, this p- h- tattoo. Whereas, like, the whole point of Jesus Christ Superstar is that it was written in the 70s and it was like, what if the story of Jesus was told in, like, a groovy 70s way? So it's, like, not a traditional Bible story. Yeah, it's like the youth pastor that's like, you know who was the original hippie? Yes, yeah. exactly. Like, yes. in the 70s movie, they're all wearing lounge suits and stuff. And so the idea that he's like, this is not a traditional Jesus Christ superstar <laughs> representation. Like, the whole point is that it's, like, hip and, like, a rock star thing. But, yeah, it was fucking fantastic. It was so good. And there was the extra delight of Chrissy Teigen uh, live-tweeting it, which was, like a like, a joy upon a joy. She's so fantastic. But also I watch, I mean, it seems like John Legend 
nailed it, Kevin. Crucified. He got crucified. He nailed it. <laughs> guys, come on. <laughs> nailed it. Nailed Jesus it. Jesus Christ. But guys, he nailed it. Come on. Crucifixion, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he seriously, he, my, I, I, most of my respect for John Legend, and this is not a dig at him. I just didn't really, I don't really know his music. And he just, most of my respect for him came from Chrissy Teigen. I was like, he's with Chrissy Teigen. He must rule. And... After watching him, like, at first I was like, oh, is he about to get, like, outshone by a bunch of Broadway, like, career Broadway actors? And he did great. I I am now, like, completely impressed with John Legend in a way that before I was just like, whatever, John Legend's fine. <laughs> He's all right. He doesn't know the words to Sweet Caroline, which is fine. We learned that at one of those award shows. Yeah, but I don't like that song anyway. Yeah. Um, you don't like the bop, bop, bop. <laughs> Come on, Marcus. Ah, I'm, t- I'm, I'm over it. I'm over yeah, bop, bop, bop. I'm over bop, bop, it makes me think of It makes me think of drunk douchebags at a karaoke party. Yeah, unfortunately. Exactly. But he did so good. He, John Legend did so, so, so good as Jesus. And the whole thing was like, you know, it was, it was, it's hard to capture live theater on tape. Um, but they, they had like, a, the pit orchestra was like on stage with them. And it was like a really industrial looking set. And they really like, they did the, like the, the thing that's cool about theater where it's not about special effects, but you can do cool shit, like physical shit with the set. They just made it. It was like a cool live theater experience on television, which is whereas like in the old days, Peter Pan Live and even Sound of Music Live, and I like Sound of Music, but like it was just like this is like the worst aspects of community theater and the worst aspects of like trying to tape something live and then yeah. televise it. And they've yeah. just, it was like they've really found their way here. And then Alice Cooper was there <laughs> as King Herod, which was like delightful. That's fun. Yeah, yeah. How was he? He did great. It was like not awkward at all. I was like, oh, this is where the whole thing's going to crash and burn. No, he did fantastic. He actually sang like, you know, on key, really d- like dynamically. It was like there was nothing embarrassing about the entire production. Honestly, he's still killing it. You guys remember when I went to go see Hollywood Vampires and I made fun of Johnny Depp on stage and Joe Perry got real sick and got carted off stage, but Alice Cooper killed it the entire time and he's older than both of them. Yeah, yeah he's definitely at least 70. We looked it up and now I forget, but he is he is at least 70, if not older, um, and he had his eyeliner on. He looked exactly like Alice Cooper. He was playing essentially Alice Cooper, um, but it was it was just stellar. And most of the actors were like like career Broadway actors. Um, I feel like John Legend was like the main like pop star, and then Alice Cooper, and then everyone else was a Broadway actor, and they just did so good. I had so much fun, and I was like, this is like actually. I don't even identify as somebody who likes musicals that much, but I was like, what? This, this makes, I mean, but I'm not like, <laughs> yeah, I should probably, we should probably take that. Yeah, yeah, pull out and back a little bit. Let's, let's flip that one around. But I guess I have, what I realized was that I do love musicals. <laughs> <laughs> Confess it's time, Molly. It's a, it's okay. We accept you. <laughs> and musicals and puppets, it's fine. Musicals and puppets, and I think that this. I mean, I I do like Andrew Lloyd Webber musicals, and I feel like they did a. There, there was, this is a. I think this is a very interesting musical. And Peter Pan, not for nothing. I've been in Peter Pan the musical. I just think it's a shitty musical, yeah. and so that was part of it um but also at the whiz live was awesome so i feel like 
doing kind of more modern musicals and with a modern in- casting interpretation, right? This was like a very diverse Jesus Christ superstar. And uh, and it was, I just feel like it was like, let's make this like not seem like an old fashioned musical, which is how I feel like how a lot of people think about musicals. Let's make it seem like relevant. Yeah. And I just, I was just so happy about it. It's sad I'm so not religious that I, I confuse that and Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. But I think that that's <laughs> totally fair because they're both Andrew Lloyd Webber and they're both biblical Andrew Lloyd Webber musicals. So I think that it's okay. Wait, right? Joseph- that's fine. Isn't Joseph Andrew Lloyd Webber? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it? I think so. I've been listening to a lot of Andrew Lloyd Webber. It is. Best of lists on Spotify. Oh, they got best ofs on there, huh? Oh, oh do they? <laughs> I'll give of- it a run. I did really love reading all of Chrissy Teigen's tweets because um, she also had no fucking idea what the show was about. Yeah, she didn't care at all. <laughs> she didn't care. She just kept like, I wish I could see which clip she was referring to because she's like, I have no idea what's going on. I'm assuming these people are bad because coats. So I guess whoever was bad had bad coats on. It was the Jewish high priests who wanted to kill Jesus. They were bad. They had gotcha. bad coats. What kind of coats? Are they? What do they? What do you mean bad coats? Though? Like big kind of. They look like they look like they were from like the Empire in Star Wars. They yeah. had like big shoulder pad, black knee length coats. Gotcha. Oh, that's definitely an evil coat for yeah. sure. And the guy, like the head Jewish high priest who wanted to kill Jesus, was the also the same actor who who was the first Black Phantom. Oh. So he, and he had a really good, terrifying, um, evil vibe going on, which I assume he cultivated by being Phantom. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was definitely, uh, you know, you don't if. I was spending most of the time watching it, like but during commercials. I would like read plot synopses of what was going on because the whole thing is a rock opera. There's no dialogue, ah. so um, it's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> if if you don't <laughs> like rock operas, when you said Black Phantom, I had to like search through to make sure. Like it was like, oh, it's talking about Phantom of the Opera because I thought for the se- first for a second I was like, is she talking about a superhero? It sounds like either a superhero <laughs> or like a death metal, like a metal yeah. thing. You know? He is a superhero of the stage. <laughs> <laughs> I do really sound like a musical theater kid right now. <laughs> oh, I love it though. Especially, man, and then it's just, I, I just, Chrissy Teigen, the second the show starts, she just wrote, he has risen. <laughs> that was her only, that, like, that, that was her tweet on it. And she also wrote, I can't wait to learn about Jesus and some superstars. She knew yeah. nothing. She knows nothing. <laughs> I mean, it was a great way for me as a non-Christian person to observe Easter. I was mm. like, I'm interested in learning about what happened between Judas and Jesus. And I did a lot of Wikipedia reading about it. Mm-hmm. And for Easter, I went to Jim Jones's father's <laughs> grave. And I was drinking wine in a hot tub. So, you know, everyone celebrates differently. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all we got time for today on page seven. Thank you all very much for joining us. Hell yeah, thank you so much. And please uh, visit our Patreon page. It is patreon.com slash page7podcast, seven the number. And uh, please, if you're interested, follow me on fucking Instagram at jacktheworm. And I'm on Instagram also. Um, I'm mjklcat. But I got to say, Jackie's Instagram is <laughs> delightful. It so is. just follow her twice. <laughs> you know, I keep getting a lot of things saying people don't understand what I mean. But you know what? 
I think that I got bad jargon. Is that bad? No, See, I, that's w- the thing. Is that I know exactly what you mean yeah. every single time. Yeah. And but I, we also have known you for a very long time and have gotten used to Jackie speak. And the thing about that is that <laughs> we know, Marcus and I know, that Jackie talks like this in regular business emails. Like, the way that she talks on her Instagram is how she actually talks in a functioning, we got to get stuff done email. So it's not an act. That's really how she talks. <laughs> I feel bad. I'm like, oh, my God, am I? Does my brain not work anymore? <laughs> but it makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, it's like we'll be like, "Hey, is you know, th- is it good to like record at three thirty? And Jackie would be like, "I guzz my puzz." <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that means actually, there have been a couple of times where I have had to actually text you back. It's like, does that mean yes? <laughs> <Confirm>? <laughs> <laughs> or I've sat and like stared at the text and be like, I think that means yes. <laughs> Fuck. But I don't want to like, I don't want to ask if it means yes or not. So I'm going to like have to maybe like ask a, a, a follow up question to see. It's true. And then sometimes like if I'm in a hurry, I'll just write back like, okay, see you then. And I'm like, I feel like I'm negating your, your, your guzz buzz language. <laughs> 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 I just like to keep it interesting, guys. That's of all. Of course. It's true. All right. We'll talk to y'all next week. Love you guys. Bye. 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 Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better, too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then, there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.